Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Time to, time to make your life a little different. Time to make some changes. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin! Yeah! Uh, I'm in a thread several text message threads right now with different people talking about Oscar Isaac's interview in GQ. And I would just like to read a couple reactions to it, if that's okay. Yes, that is okay. I'm going to go from, uh, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start. Okay. The first one is all caps, gah. <laughs> the next one is, I don't know how to describe the noise I just made. And here's my favorite one. He floods my basement. <gasps> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So is like this in reaction to the interview or the pictures? Specifically the interview, specifically the part of the interview where he talks about how much he loves his wife. <gasps> oh, wow. Right. Oh, Because it's no. really sexy when men appreciate, like deeply appreciate the women in their life. Yeah. So that's what all of that was in response to. Oh, my God. I know. I want to read it. I didn't know he was married. He recently got married to his longtime lady. Fine. And they actually had a son last spring, according to the interview, which I didn't <sighs> know. He's a dad, Trin. Do you know what this does to me? I know. It's similar to what it does to me. Terrible, horrible things to my body. Oh, God. I'm like looking at his Wikipedia right now just because I can. (sighs) He's beautiful. Okay, we should probably focus. I don't see why. Well, you had a thing to say. Hold on. It was about, it was about. Oh, you had a, you had a friendship saga. Oh, um, so I just like everybody to know that I'm embarking upon a friendship journey. I've decided to to take the anchor off the port and I'm heading out to the surprise of everyone. I have decided. I, Trin D. Garitano, have the D does not stand for danger. It stands for Delia. Yeah. I am going to try and re-befriend one of my uh, high school friends. This is so uncharacteristic of you. Yes, it is. I, uh, so I, I happily fled all of my friendships from high school and college. Uh, Not because anybody was like a total asshole. It was just like, you know, your teenagers, you're in your early 20s. I was an asshole. They were an asshole. I had a big breakup uh, when I was like 22. And uh, I lost all the kids in the divorce. Yes. You know, he he kind of and which was fine. Like all the friends were more his friends. And I embarked on a journey of self-discovery. So now uh, one of my old friends, um, we're going to call him. Let's make up a fake name for him. Brayden. Brando. Brando. <laughs> uh, Barlin Brando and I. Barlin Brando. <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, so uh, this guy from my college life uh, has re-entered my life through other friends. And I forgot how close we were. Like I, uh, I went through some old files on my PC. Yes, I'm that kind of person. And I found like these old scripts that we wrote together when we were like in our early 20s. Were they terrible? They were so like self-serious. It was like there's this cute little script about like dating. It's like five people or whatever, but it's called like Orpheus Sings, (laughs) you know, which is incredible to me. Like because that's how you are when you're that age. It's like you're, you're artsy, fartsy. You're more fartsy than artsy. And I just remembered what a good time we had. And like now he's in like a Jimmy World cover band. Oh, my God. That's fucking awesome. I love Clearly, Jimmy World. Clearly, we need to be best friends again. Yeah. 
Uh, I met his wife and she's amazing. And so I've decided I'm going to try. And so I Facebook friended him and he's the first person that I, other than, you know, Billy, who um, did guy shipping or boy shipping. Right. So I have a, a friend, Billy, that I've known since third grade. And he did. He was a co-host of this show on a previous episode. Um, so so Billy was the only person that I knew before I was 25 that I was Facebook friends with. And now I have one more. And uh, I'm going I'm taking this very methodically. I've got steps. I've got a plan. Going to refriend him. We are going to be amicable. <laughs> we are going to reunite. <laughs> it's going to be friendly. And non-stressful. Woo! I uh, hope so. So so that was my first step. I'm not sure which step is next. I think I need to, like, invite him to, like, a like a public place. It, you know? It would be bad for you, but great for the show if this goes horribly. This is true. So production-wise, I hope it falls apart. But <laughs> as from a friend to a friend, I think it's going to go great. So, okay. So first, step one, Facebook friend. Done. Step two, now I need to invite him to something. Do you, do you text? I don't have his phone number. Okay. So to, uh, so I, I imagine I should invite his wife too? Yeah, otherwise it's a sexy thing. Okay. So, um, but my boyfriend lives in Canada, so I can't do a double date. Uh, <clears throat> Jen! Mom. Yes! Oh, hey! Are you wingman? Oh! Me? I'd for friendship? Me? Yeah! Me? Yeah! I'd love to! Yeah! Okay, so... I love Jimmy World for real, so... I know. So uh, no matter what, I think... No matter what happens here, the goal also should be that we hire his band to play uh, a birthday party for oh, us. Oh, friendshiping live. Oh, that'd be amazing. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll keep you posted. I will take, and I'm honestly telling the podcast because I want to be held accountable. Ooh, yeah. For making this friend happen. So that's it. So <laughs> so me and, and Brarlin, Brarlin Brando. <laughs> Uh, are gonna be friends. You got that you crazy friendship fire in your eyes right now. Oh yeah, I'm 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 hyped. I can tell. Trent's about to do something. I'm about to hit this friend thing hard. I feel like I just we're at a party and you've identified the person that's lonely and wants to be brought into the friend group. Yeah, you get this look in your eyes, oh, yeah. like, oh my god, I am going to introduce this person. They're gonna have so much fun with me tonight. I'm gonna do. I'm going to do so much friendship at them. Like, yeah, now you're dancing. Yep, yeah, this yeah. is about how I thought this Jen, would go. Jen got me doing the Dougie. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, we had breakfast and coffee this morning together, and that and that was just like a friend had, heroine. I had a, a vodka-do. Oh! Toast. <laughs> a vodka-do toast. So I thought you said, you were saying you had vodka, and I was like, oh, well, how I did miss I miss this? this? <laughs> We got a doozy of an awesome question here. This is so this is a really good question. And we think that this person is on the precipice of a fork in the road of their life and that they shall take a journey. All right. Are we going to hit Here it? we go. Yeah, yeah. Dear Jen and Trin, I listen to a lot of podcasts between my long commute, mindless job, weekly runs and those quiet times doing chores. I generally have a podcast on. From murder to friendship to video games, I like how podcasts give me access to people talking about my hobbies. Not that murder is a hobby of mine. (laughs) Seems normal enough, right? But the thing is, I am so jealous of how happy and chatty all my podcast friends are, or seem to be. I'm sure there are days when it sucks to put on a happy face. That is correct. And thanks to the magic of social media, I can dive deeper into the lives of all these podcast hosts and thus feel even closer to them. This is sounding creepier than I mean it to. I already have a great social circle, but I love to have a closer friendship connection like many of these podcast hosts seemingly have. 
I have friends with similar hobbies, but something just isn't clicking. An easy solution might be go get new friends, but honestly, that sounds exhausting. Not that I'm not willing to put in the work, just that I'm very guarded with how I spend my time and who I spend it with, plus I'm an introvert. To make things weirder, I'd also surprise love to have a podcast of my own. I can't tell if my attachment to podcasts and their lovely host is really a form of loneliness or an appreciation for the art of podcasting because I want one too. Or do I just want someone to banner with? I'm also pretty unfulfilled in my career, and many of these podcasts are part of people's jobs, thus making me more interested in how they got where they are, but also more infuriated at where I am. In summary, has social media made me creepy and lonely? I swear I'm not creepy. Please be my friend. Oh, so th- there is this is a, uh, just stacks on stacks on stacks of things happening here. But ultimately, the issue is that and this is an issue that so many people have an issue that I've had is that you at a certain point in an unhappiness or unfulfillment in your life, you start projecting perfection onto other people. Yes, and, absolutely. and wanting that perfection. So one thing I want to address off the top is you seem to be worried that you're doing something wrong. If you're looking at public information about people you admire, that's okay. That's totally That's okay. very human to Google the podcast hosts that you like. I mean, you're not doing anything creepy by being curious. Yeah, absolutely. You're not acting on this in a negative way. You're not doing anything wrong. But here's the thing. You're not happy either. So right. we want to talk about that more. And obviously there's going to be a line between like if you're looking up Jen's phone number on the internet, which I don't even think that's a thing a person can do. Joke's on you. I never answer my phone. <laughs> Like that's that's one thing. And I, and I feel like you are definitely from the sound of the question, you are falling shy of that level of creepy. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are looking up like articles about like work that I'm using you as an example because you're right here, Jen. OK. But if you're looking up examples about like Jen's work in Cards Against Humanity or whatever, that's a she's a very public facing job and that's acceptable. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Do it. it makes me feel cool. Right. Because you're cool, Jen. Shut up. Pretty cool. Muscular. But we, we, <laughs> we got to talk about how edited podcasts are. Oh, like, right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know you know this, but we're going to remind you of it anyway. A podcast is always people being chatty and happy. It is literally edited. We literally have an editor. I mean, Trin and I reference him on the show all the time when we go, Ian, cut that. Yeah. Or Ian, <laughs> keep that. You're not hearing the 10 other times we do that where we go, oof. Ian, you should probably cut that because that was really not a nice thing I said. Or, whoops, I just revealed something embarrassing about myself and I don't want anyone else to hear it. Even those meta moments of embarrassment don't make it into the show. We even, um, so I would say three quarters of the time (laughs) that we ask Ian to cut something he will, unless it's really funny. And then uh, then there's that whole section of we listen to the podcast once more before we post it and then yeah. we make edits again. Yeah. So like three rounds of edits on this baby. Yeah. Like I, when Jen and I are like on a friendship date, which we again, we did this morning. I'm really happy about it. It started off my day in a very good light. At that moment, we are not worried about making our conversation sparkling. You know, and it's not. It's not. <laughs> we talk over each other. We say dumb things, and it's fine. I'm worried. Just I, food, the day. I worry. I have food on my face. Like it's just normal. <laughs> but yeah, if you listened in on our breakfast date, you'd be like, "These are two very standard human beings talking about stuff that is not that interesting." We have on-screen chemistry, however. So when you listen to the podcast, what you're hearing beyond the fact that we're close to each other is our sparkling on-screen chemistry. And I know that me saying all of this and describing how imperfect me and Jen are off camera is not actually going to change your opinion. 
Because the problem is that there are several industries that are based entirely off of a human being's normal capacity to feel insecure about themselves. You know, like you are always going to be a little bit embarrassed about yourself. And that's why CoverGirl has so much money. That's exactly right. That's why self-help books make so much money. Yeah. It's because like nobody likes themselves that much. That's really well said. Podcast hosts are performers. Yeah. In a way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, social media is a form of performance as well. Like, do you remember that one time I added you on Twitter and I was like, hey, Jen, remember when you caught a bird in your bare hands in the middle of brunch? Yeah. I mean, you could have texted me that, but you chose to put it on Twitter where other people would see it. I wanted people to remember that you caught a bird with your bare hands in the middle of brunch. It was amazing. (laughs) It sounds like a made up story, but it really happened. It was. It was a real thing. And if I did not want other people to see this, as I do very often, things that I think that I text Jen, I could have texted her. Like, no, just no one is that cool. And uh, I guess the, the whole gist of this first section is for us to convey that if you are comparing your life and your closeness with your friends based on an edited conversation that you listen to on the day to day, that's like... That's really unfair to yourself. So unfair to yourself. It's like comparing yourself to like a supermodel who gets paid to look good. Yeah. And puts thousands and thousands of dollars on a team of people into making her look amazing. This is why people love Chrissy Teigen so much. Yes. Because she is so stripped down and we actually feel like we know her personality. We still actually don't because there's a million versions of her that we don't see. But she puts a very real human funny side of herself on the internet and we don't get that from most celebrities. Right. That's why we connect so much with Chrissy Teigen. And honestly, you probably feel very close to these podcast hosts because you have such strong connections to them. And I want you to know, like, that is very cool. And I am such a nerd that I understand completely that you feel very close to people that share your hobbies. I am also that way. But the other side of this is unfortunately never meet your heroes because no one is that cool. Oh, yeah. Like your favorite podcast host was probably like mean to the cab driver this morning or something. It really it really sucks. Some people are as cool as their internet persona. Yeah, like Jen. No, but like most people are not. And that sucks. This is this is very true. It can be fun to tweet about the weird, sad things that you think because other people also feel that way. And it's cool to like feel that community. But there are lots of times where I'm just like, Okay, a good example is I've been weirdly obsessed with my weight lately. I have no idea why. I don't know what kicked this up. And I'm only bringing it up right now because I want you to know that like, yeah, yesterday I straight up ate a carrot and I was like, how many carbohydrates are in this? But then I also like anger ate three pieces of toast because I was mad about people tweeting about counting macros. It's a whole thing. But what I'm saying is like, you don't get the sadness and frustration that are it, that are in the heads of everybody who puts the podcast on the internet. You also don't get their stress, their insecurities, or their their ugly moments. Yes. Yes. Humans are humans are humans. Yeah. Unfortunately. Jen, you know that Canadian ice dancing couple that makes everybody pregnant every time they skate? Do I ever? They like open mouth kiss yesterday, didn't they? I didn't see it. I saw a gif and I was like... I've got like the reverbs coming at me. But so here's the thing. This is a great example. There's this Canadian ice dancing couple. Google it. If you get Google sexy Canadian ice dancing couple, you'll pull it up. And they are not dating. They're not dating in real life. But they know. But they appear to be having sex on the ice. All the time. Wow. Constantly humping each other on the ice. But they do this even though they're not dating and they're super platonic or whatever. I believe them that they're platonic. And the reason why is they know that if they play up their sexiness, that people will talk about it. 
They know that's a that's a that's a good on screen chemistry. The judges will pick it up. But like when they're backstage, they're probably like, dude, you smell terrible. Yeah, like please give me some space. I don't I'm close to you on the ice. I don't really want to be close to you right now. Yeah. That I think, kind of thing. I think you gave me a cold when we open mouth humped each other last <laughs> week on on the set and I'm mad at you now. I just read Jenna Fisher's book. Uh, Jenna Fisher is the she plays Pam on The Office. Oh, and she's talked a lot about like over the years. So many people have been convinced that her she and John Krasinski are like actually together, even though they're both happily married to other people right now. She's like, it does get annoying to be asked that, but I totally get it because they have really good chemistry on the show. Really, really fantastic. Like that's why they were chosen. Like they were both unknown actors, and they were chosen for this role is because they could play off each other so well. So she's like, I get it. We have amazing chemistry, but it's just not real. Yeah. Let's be really clear about a few more things. One, we get that you're frustrated with your career and your job. And everybody is, in my opinion. Most people are. I can't think of any person that likes their job as much as I do. Because no one likes their job. No, no one does. Almost nobody makes a living off of their podcast. I don't think that's a thing. No. I think Merlin Mann does. Merlin Mann might. And you know what? He doesn't even listen to this show, even though he's my, like, Twitter friend. What the hell, Merlin? Let's shit on Merlin Mann. We should do a crossover episode with Dubai Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we should go and, like, raid their show and, like, fuck it up, and then we cannot let them on ours. You know what is funny about this? So I don't know Merlin that well, but obviously we know Max and Alex really well. And they are, like, two of the most dysfunctional people that I know. Yeah, when people are like, oh, my God, I love your show. I'm like, you know they're, like, beautiful idiots right they're beautiful idiot is a perfect way to put this like they're they're neurotic wonderful people and i think i feel i feel like if we go on on dubai friday we'll have to analyze their friendships with each other and give them tips on being yeah nicer. oh yeah because like you guys got to be nicer to each other yeah guys <laughs> Trent and i have gotten angry at each other before irrationally we've angry had fights we've had real fights arguments there's a couple times this hasn't happened in a while but we're like let's not do the episode today we're not we're not oh, on. Yeah. we're like we're not that happy and we don't we're, we're not having good days and we're not that thrilled with each other maybe we shouldn't do the show like that shit happens almost every time we post on a friday it's because that tuesday we were too tired and cranky to do an episode and we just didn't feel in the mood until thursday in fact right now the studio is really hot for some reason and it's making me sweat and feel uncomfortable and i feel like i'm podcasting at a lower level than i usually do <laughs> conditions need to be perfect <laughs> turn such a diva i am a di- where's my hot tea with lemon <laughs> So, and I think that, okay, so we talked all about podcasts. We talk about, like, on-screen chemistry. We talked about all this stuff. However, your unhappiness seems to be that you're projecting these perfection feelings onto these podcasts. So let's do an exercise. Oh, yeah, I love this. I know what you're going to say. So one exercise that I've done in the past that I, I, I try to do, like, every now and again, the best way to figure out your goals is to figure out who you're jealous of. So who is it that has something that you want? So make a whole list of those people. And like, I'm not saying do 25, do 10 or whatever. Just keep writing until you can't. And then go back to that list and write out why. What do they have that you want? Is it that people listen to you and respect you? Is it that you sound, these people sound smart about a topic? Is it that you think that they're cool because they have this many Twitter followers? You can be super superficial here, okay? Don't judge yourself because having respect and like having recognition are totally normal things to want. I think it's really cool that you wrote this down in a form of a question to us. 
Yes. Because many people can't make this step and understand their feelings. And you're understanding you're feeling unfulfilled, but you love podcasts and there's some disconnect here. You've already done some work, so good job. Yeah. And if it's ultimately like these people have podcasts and they listen to them, buddy, let me tell you something. Anyone with a phone and $12 can make a podcast. Yeah, it's true. It's really, really true. That's actually one of the most beautiful things about podcasting is like you can just do it. I, I like I really, really mean it. I mean, my advice is always just to start. Yeah, it can be anything. I mean, before Jen and I did this podcast, I felt like I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk on a bigger platform. That's what I decided was important to me. And I made really uh, embarrassing now uh, video blogs about friendship for like two years. You know, like that was a hobby of mine. And it was really just I had a laptop with a with a, a camera and I talked into it and I did not care about what people said. And it just and, and that was the beginning. What sucks so much about creative work is that you don't just start doing amazing creative work. You have to take several embarrassing steps before you this get there. This is so true. OK, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show before, but how I got my job at Cards. So uh, yeah, talk I, about it. I, I was working in a really unfulfilling job as a technical writer. I was on the phone all day. It was really awful. And to like keep my sanity, I threw myself into side projects. And one of them was uh, a Tumblr blog. It had like it was just like a basic blog. And I didn't even tell anyone about it. But I I made this exercise for myself that I would write and post an entry every single day for an entire year because I wanted to see what would happen. And could I do it? And it made me like pay attention to weird shit that happened during the day. It was kind of like moonlighting as a journalist or a comedy writer or something. And like the writing wasn't good. It didn't have to be good. The only goal was post something every day. And sometimes it was three words. So, like, the thing is, I just did it for a year, and now it's, like, really weird to go back and read it because I can remember all <laughs> those weird feelings I was, ugh, as, an, as, like, a college grad. The point is, I just did it for myself, and it felt really good to finish it after a year. I don't know. It was like, I did something. I did a creative project. You freaking did. It was cool. So, I just want you to know, like, there are so many barriers to entry in getting where you want in life, but don't put barriers in front of yourself. Wow. That was some deep shit. Thank you. Jen, seriously. Because, like, I mean, I'm looking through this question again, and it really, I feel, boils down to that this person is is a creative person who wants to speak to a bigger platform, and, and that's what they want. And regardless of whether that means become a podcast host or start writing a blog or start pitching to uh, Wired.com and see, like, what gets picked up. It doesn't really matter. Um, this is how your question is how any creative endeavor starts. Exactly. Man, it is starting is the hardest part, too, especially when you want an audience and you don't have an audience. You're like, if I start, I have so much. I, I'll never get people to read this. How do I overcome that step? Just start, honestly. Yeah, I don't think you're creepy and lonely. I think that you are the other adjective you use to describe yourself, which is unfulfilled. And maybe you're lonely. I don't know. But from the question, I feel like it's this is the impetus that I see every time before somebody starts any creative project is I'm looking into the podcast host of the podcast that I like, seeing how they got there. Like you show an interest in people's origin story, which to me means that you want one of your own. Yeah. And I would also describe you as ambitious. Yes. And this is the best. This is a good word, I promise. Impatient. Yeah. And I understand because if you want something, you're impatient for it. You're eager and you got stuff on the horizon. And you want it right now. Yes. Use that. I agree. And it's easy for us to say that because we've gotten lucky here. But like, I want you to know, like, you can do this. You can yeah. do the thing. Plus, here's, here's something else. I never thought I'd ever be on a podcast. 
I thought I was a writer. I in the beginning, I was like, Trent, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I could do this. You get better and better. Yeah, exactly. And like, I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I do. So there may be other things you're not even thinking about, other creative endeavors that might like lead you down this path to make you feel more fulfilled. I agree. I've said this on the podcast before when we're talking about things like jealousy and fulfillment in careers, but I feel like at the core of every depressed creative is the feeling that the people who are successful or at the very least get public recognition for their work are a completely different species or cast of human being than you are. And I cannot, I I just can't emphasize how much this was me. You know, like this, I, I literally, I remember I had just gotten turned down from a job that I really wanted. This was like seven years ago. And I'm walking around Boston, <laughs> of all places, with my uh, now ex, but current best friend. And I remember saying to myself, you know, I have all these people that like do things that I want to do. And I really would love to know what about them is different from me. What can I change about me to make me able to do this? And the truth is that it's just taking that first step. So you felt, I know this about you, but I'm going to keep pressing a little because I love this so much. And I think it's really, really important. You felt like people that created stuff, podcasts, vlogs, games, whatever. They were anything. They were like a step above you. Yeah. Because they made something. Exactly. And now look at you. Oh, thank you. Now. I've made a couple things. You've made a couple things. And it hasn't changed the core of your being. You're still Trin. Oh, yeah. I'm still, like, insecure and uh, sweaty and uh, hairy and, like, all these <laughs> bad adjectives, too. But, like, that that's it, is that they decided to do it. And also, like, I, I made an effort to start reaching out to the people that I admired on social media because and following them and all this stuff. And I, I started internalizing when they vented their insecurities to be like, holy shit, it, that never actually goes away. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It won't. Yeah. And this is, I mean, like, we're not even talking from like a po- like a platform of millions of listeners or whatever. No, we're coming from a very humble place. Trin and I would make this podcast if no one listened to it. Yeah, we would. Because we really sincerely enjoy doing it. And Let me tell you, we're voices. not doing it for the money. <laughs> I'm in it for the women. <laughs> yeah, I love Jen. I, I think, I really hope... That if you take nothing else away from this podcast, so let's say we're completely missing the point of your question. If you take nothing else away, please just remember that, like, you are a human just like anybody else is a human. Griffin McElroy is a human being. He's got all the same freaking DNA that you do. Okay? Like, I don't know who... So good, Trin. You're exactly right. Who else is important? Uh, Roderick. Roderick and his line. (laughs) Human being. Thump- Max Thumpkin. Yeah, all of these people are white men. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's almost like they've got a corner of the market here. Yeah, it's almost like uh, when you have certain amounts of privilege and money, like you can go faster. <laughs> it's so weird how that works. Yeah, so like we're going to admit you don't have that bouncing uh, Technicolor star from Super Mario like some white men do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, you're not going to like advance immediately to level five. Uh, that was us too, you know, like, I mean, our first episode, like we had like a little, we had some friends who listened to it, but like it took a while to get an audience because it's hard and we're not going to pretend that there aren't some barriers in the way, but there's one you can turn, you can tear down and it's yourself. (laughs) Jen just raised her arms as though she uh, landed the pole vault at the Olympics. That's 
Oh, yeah, you're right. I was like, you don't raise your arms in the pole vault, but yeah, you're right. At the end, yeah, yeah, don't when, you? Yeah, the pole vault. Yeah. yeah. Or like the, the when you jump over the horse, 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 gymnastics. This, yeah, I th- pole vault is track and field. Okay, what's the one where you, you, uh, you carry strug it? You know what I'm saying? You carry, oh, that's the horse. Horse the, jump. Yeah, yeah, the horse. Hold on, hold on. Gymnastic. Okay, we're Googling this now. See how bad we are at podcasting three years in. You could do a better job if you tried. <laughs> it's called the vault. Great. <laughs> well, she did that. Okay, let's go over this question one more time. My long commute, my mindless job. Man, I really feel like this person has mentioned their job enough times that they probably don't like their job, which a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah, like you mentioned your job. I'm pretty unfulfilled in my career. Mindless job. You said, I like how podcasts give me access to people talking about my hobbies. I like that too. But I also think you should find people that you can talk to about your hobbies. Yeah. Instead of just hearing other people's opinions. Because I bet you have good opinions. And uh, you also said, like, making friends is hard. It is. Fuck yeah, it is. We'll never tell you otherwise. But you have friends currently. And you have envy for the sparkling connection that you see on a podcast. So, like, you can strengthen those relationships. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you've tried to talk about your hobbies with your friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want you to look around your friends and see what's there. Because you, if you're looking for something sparkling, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you can have amazing chemistry with your friends, and it's still not the same as being, like, a host or a performer with them. In fact, real friendship often looks the opposite. This it's is real true. and ugly and nasty, and you know each other very well. You've had boogers on yeah. each other, each other's boogers. You know personal stuff about them that they would never say in a podcast. That is what friendship is. Seen them vom. Cleaned up their vom. Cleaned up their vom. It's beautiful, really, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say, like, I think you need to lower your expectations of conversation with your friends, but you do. Yeah, I mean, a conversation on a podcast is, or, or like a photo on Instagram, that's a highlight reel. You know that. Yeah. You know you that. Do. And I, again, another thing we say all the time is find where people like you are congregating. So in Chicago, we have the Chicago Nerd Social Club. Find your weirdos. Your weirdos are out there, dude. And like, we're not saying go make new friends even necessarily. Bring a friend to go to an event. Like bring a friend to a comedy show. You know what you might want to start doing? Oh, my God. This person might want to take improv classes. Oh, shit. God, we never give that advice. It's the worst advice. Yes, and you might want to take improv classes. But you might want to do it. I mean, I don't like giving giving people tasks or homework that require money. Exactly. But I like improv classes as an idea. I like theater classes or writing classes. And I also like the idea of getting yourself to a podcast convention. Yeah. Because, oh, my God, if you feel weird by how interested you are in podcast hosts go to a convention and you'll be like oh i'm normal yeah these are my weirdos these people know everything about griffin mcelroy oh my god you will find your nerds and you'll be a little intimidated and feel very normal (laughs) that's the beautiful thing about conventions you're like oh i'm i'm not that weird but like the reason why we're bringing these ideas up is because if you focus on the skills that the people that you are jealous of have then I think you will feel more confident moving forward. So if you took an improv class, suddenly you're better on stage. Suddenly you uh, have an easier time making jokes. If you go to a podcast con, suddenly you know how to use audacity. You know, suddenly, like, you know uh, how to find a podcast co-host. 
again, I totally agree with Jen. It is very, it is with great sadness that I ever suggest something that costs money. But if you have the resources, these are great places to put yourself in. There are also online classes that I think are free. Yeah. Casting 101 is a thing here in Chicago, and I don't know how much it costs, but I see it. I see a lot. I see it's a very popular thing. So your, your people are there even if you haven't found them yet. Also, if you had questions about how we produce this podcast, you could just email us. And I'll say, I don't know, <laughs> but I'll pass them along to the right people. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of handle like studio setup and blah. that's another really good thing is having a partner in crime on this. Like we split up the work so down the middle with me and Jen. Jen is great at community. She handles our inbox. Like I'm uh, learning how to do finance shit. So I'm like working on our like finance stuff. Having somebody to back you up and take the journey with you is so good. Yeah. You know, you can make little projects for yourself, too. Like, like, okay, one time, like, okay, my partner and I have conversations that I think are so brilliant and so witty. I'm like, oh, my God, that was so funny that we just had that exchange. I want to record it and like maybe I'll turn it into a, like a funny project. And as soon as I put the recorder on, like nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, God, that just figures, right? But like there's there are you don't have to like start with a podcast if you want. Get your phone out and record funny shit your friends say. Man, this reminds me. Side story. Yes. So one time I was really drunk with my very good friend and we started looking at Where's Waldo books. And I recorded us trying to figure out where the fuck Waldo was when we were super drunk. And it, I thought it was so funny at the time. It, and then I, I listened to it and it was completely unintelligible. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, <laughs> But that's the thing is like you have to keep trying over and over again. And it's so much work. Trying is hard. Oh, I hate trying and I hate caring. It's like that Garfunkel and Oates song. Trying is hard. That's Garfunkel. why people don't do it. <laughs> Garfunkel and Oates, have you never heard of them? You would love them. They're this this uh, ukulele duo of these two ladies who write I songs. I love this. And there's this one song called You're a Loser, <laughs> which is really good because it's about, like, failure and how, like, dude, you should be cheered for, too, even if you fuck up because trying sucks. Yeah, it does suck. This sounds amazing. Trying sucks. Can we talk about a little bit of how much trying sucks? It's the hardest thing to do. You're potentially putting yourself out there for, like, something that you're going to regret, you know? <laughs> like, I have so many regrets. Like, you know, you know when you, you're, you like, late at night? We talk about the, the moment uh, late at night when you think about the thing you said when you were this 12. This is why I take melatonin. Yes. No thoughts in my head. Well, when, when you're on a podcast and you're a performer, let me tell you something, buddy. You get... So many more of those moments of things you regret saying in public. So, so many things. So many worries. Ugh. I mean, especially it, being a woman on the Internet. Especially having people around you that are talented. Oh, God, it's the worst. Yeah, like one time I was having dinner with some cool people. Oh, some cools. Dinner with cools, And no. I left the dinner and I was regretting something I said, you know, like you do anytime you do anything. Right. And I texted a friend and I was like, I feel weird blah, 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 blah about this. And then they went, it's fine. Don't anxiety about this. And I was like, you nailed it. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. And you're telling me it's fine. And you're specifically saying, don't spend all night thinking about this. And then you do it and anyway. And I did. But I still appreciate <laughs> the comment, don't anxiety about this, because it was coming from a place of understanding. So I guess... The in conclusion here. Yeah, what is it? What is it? One is uh, I we think that this question is entirely out of the brain of somebody who is about to embark on a creative project. And 
I envy you and I feel bad for you at the same time. Absolutely. You're about to do something cool and difficult and it's going to suck. And you're going to be like, this is awesome. And then two seconds later, you'll be like, I suck at this because that's how it goes. And it might be a couple of years from now. It might be that you put in all the ground. You're starting to put in all the groundwork now. But this sounds like what we hear from people right before they do the thing that they want to do. And you're going to do it. Like, I think that putting that list together of people that you're jealous of and deciding what your motivations are, don't judge yourself for being superficial, okay? Like, it's okay to want Twitter followers. Yeah. People buy them. You can that buy reason. them. Someone asked me if Cobb buys Twitter followers, and I was like, no. <laughs> for who? For why? We barely use our Twitter account. Man, I'll never forget that. They yeah. asked me in secret, too. That's I was really like, cute. I was like, no. Two is uh, trying is really hard and embarrassing, and it is not at all surprising that you're having a really hard time making the first step. It's because it is an emotional time. Especially if you already have a job. Yeah. or in, also, And a long commute. And somebody, and you don't have a Jen there, like, to be your partner throughout this whole thing. Or you don't have someone, like, turn convincing you to do it. Like, honestly, like, a, a big part of, like, why we're able to create is the other person. Yeah. I mean, be the trend. Be a little trend in your ear being like, do it, do it. You should do it. You should do it. And be the Jen who, like, remembers when things are scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and the, the last part about this is it is really okay to love podcasts or to be curious about Justin McElroy's brunching habits. Like, it's okay. If information is publicly available and you're not, like, digging through old forums from, like, 2002 for stuff, like, you're okay and totally normal. People, especially creators, are pretty aware of what they put on the internet. Yeah. Um, so So you're okay. All it is is that you are this kind of person, too. Okay? Oh, man, I have a story. A quick one. Yes. Okay. I wanna, Make it longer. I, I want to drive home how every person who creates stuff is a fan of something else. Yeah. And I have an example, and I don't know if I should say it. I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Pat Rothis. Yes. When he was at San Diego Comic-Con, he was, like, going into a cult person club, and he saw someone go in the club before him, and that person was Joss Whedon. Pat Rothis had a excitement meltdown. <gasps> really? He freaked the fuck out. He became a nervous little child. He spun in a circle. He panicked. <gasps> what? I don't Pat remember. Pat Rothis got nervous. When? Oh, I do remember yeah, this. Yeah, because it was right before we saw him. Yes. And Max. He was with Max, yeah. So, like, that cool guy got nervous by a cooler guy. Big fish eats the little fish. <laughs> There will that you know what it is is there will always be somebody that you think is cooler than you no matter what you achieve or do. <laughs> exactly. You will always feel like I mean I can't even imagine who's at the top echelon. Is it like Beyonce, Madonna? Pat is also cooler than Joss Whedon. Pat. So that's the other interesting <laughs> yeah. thing is that yeah. like if you I could, could pick who I'd hang out with, I'd it'd probably be Pat. Pick Pat. Absolutely, it'd be Pat. Pat is like I think so much more conscious than Joss Whedon. Yes. I don't know how else to put that. I think that's the nicest way to say it, yeah. Uh, Hey, Pat. (laughs) Hi, Pat. Thanks for everything. I I know. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote some of our postcards in our our friendshippingpostcards.com. Is it the Friendshipping store now? It's called friendshippingpostcards.com. He wrote some of those. That's how I know him. you can buy them (laughs) for... Wait, where's our buy button? See, we 
oh no, are not good at this. Oh, yeah, our site is twenty dollars. It, it takes years. Yeah, to, and there's so much I'm bad at. Uh, but we hoist each other up. We are each other's crutches. <laughs> We're like, um, you know how uh, there's this amazing. Okay, I'm gonna start this. Do it. Story. I can't wait to see where it and goes. you're not gonna. Listen, okay. <laughs> you're you're going to be like, I don't know where this is going. Uh, there's this amazing Sinbad Comedy Central uh, program that I used to watch over and over again when I was 13. I was a huge Sinbad fan back in the 90s, early aughts. Okay. Tell you what. Uh, and he's talking about how he and his wife had gotten divorced and then got back together again. And he's like, at a certain point... You realize that you need somebody to fall apart with. Oh. <laughs> He's like, so I'm losing my hearing, but she's losing her vision. So, like, when we go to a restaurant, it is just like a, a very orchestrated ordeal <laughs> for us to try it's and figure beautiful. out how to order. But that's how it is, I think, just in general life, you know. Bear um, each other's burdens. That's it, what I always was taught. If you can find a buddy to bear your burdens with, I think that that would be ideal. You can, I'm, but I, we definitely believe that you can do this regardless. You know what I just realized? Yes. I'm seeing Black Panther in five minutes. So let's wrap this fucking show up. We gotta up. go. We gotta get out of here. Um, but you know what, listener? Again, please remember that you are just like anybody else who has done a creative project and you can do it. And if you decide you don't want to, you're a complete and whole person regardless of your output. Yes, there's no such thing as makers and takers. Everybody is a fan of something. Everybody makes something, whether it's a baby or like, I don't know, bread. I love that. <laughs> this has been the Friendshiping Podcast with Jen and Trin. You can follow us on Twitter at Do Friendship. You can buy our crap at thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for a wonderful theme song and for also being a guest on our Emerald City Comic Con panel, which we are going to. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for her design work. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Jen for being my partner in crime. And thank you for asking questions. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Hold on. Oh, I got the burp. Yeah, do the burp okay. first. Get that gas out.